Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick. And I'm Key Reese. And on the show today, one of the biggest pop culture stories of last year was around how we were finally seeing the real Paris Hilton. But according to something that Paris let slip in a recent interview, that just doesn't seem to be true, so we're going to deep dive into that. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gas? I want more headlines. Kicking it off with some exciting news, actor Scarlett Johansson and her husband SNL star Colin Joss have welcomed their first baby together. A rep for the couple who tied the knot back in October of last year after dating for around three years confirmed the news to People magazine today. Soon after that confirmation was made, Colin himself took to Instagram revealing both the name and sex, saying, okay, okay, we had a baby. His name is Cosmo. We love him very much. Along with the hashtag we got away with it for a long time in reference to their relatively secret pregnancy so for some of us it did feel like the quickest pregnancy ever with Colin only confirming for the first time this past weekend in his stand-up gig in Connecticut that they were in fact pregnant telling the crowd we're having a baby it's exciting But rumours have been swirling as early as July after Scarlett missed a bunch of key promotional events for her blockbuster movie Black Widow in which she both starred as the lead character and executive produced. Laura, there's been a lot of talk about the name Cosmo. I would love to get your thoughts. Yeah, when it was first announced, I thought it was a really cute celebrity name and Rose Dorothy has always been one of the cutest celebrity names. That's her daughter's name. I thought Cosmo was kind of a nice little fitted add-in to that family. But then this morning when we were talking about this in our planning meeting, you said, dude, I don't think that's a name. I think that's a joke. And now I don't know what to believe. Yeah, I'm really confused, right? Because Colin's Instagram post, it said what I said, but then in the next slide over, he was like, we're asking for privacy at this time. You can reach out to our publicist at Shea Thinks, which is Michael Shea, his co-star on SNL. And I just thought, Cosmo? I'm not seeing Cosmo. How do you go from Rose Dorothy to Cosmo? Cosmo Jost? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think because maybe Rose's father's like a very serious journalist. I'm not trying to put my thoughts on their naming process, but maybe Cosmo was a Colin pick. But It's weird when you think a celebrity has named their baby a joke and then it turns out not to be a joke. I'm thinking about Amy Schumacher and when she called her son Gene Attle and everyone was like, ha ha, lol, that's a joke. And then a year later, she was like, oh my God, I just realized. And it was the real name. So that's why I'm like very hesitant to kind of say anything about this name in case it is the real name. And I hope it is. Cosmo Joss is a great name. In other news today, a judge has ruled that Johnny Depp is allowed to move forward with his defamation lawsuit against his ex-wife Amber Heard. 
So Johnny is suing Amber over a 2018 Washington Post op-ed where Amber wrote about surviving domestic violence while she was married to him. So she never actually named Johnny Depp in the piece, but she did accuse the actor of domestic violence during their 2016 split, which he denied. And it's very obvious from this piece that she's talking about him. So this comes off the back of what happened in November of 2020 when Johnny Depp lost his case against the British tabloid media who called him a wife beater. And obviously that was a really sensational case. We talked about a lot on the pod. And one of the interesting things is that Amber Heard was brought in as the star witness to kind of corroborate the story that the newspapers had printed. And because the court upheld the fact that the newspaper story was actually true, Johnny Depp didn't win that case. So it's interesting now that in this case, a judge has rejected Amber Heard's plea to have it dismissed because what he's saying is that the op-ed that Amber Heard wrote calling Johnny Depp a domestic abuser and the story that the Sun newspaper and the British tabloids ran about him also being a domestic abuser have to be held as two separate things, even though one has been proven to be true. So that's kind of interesting that even though that big victory was had and people were believing Amber Heard, that now she could be found guilty in a separate lawsuit. So in response to this, Amber Heard's rep issued a statement to People magazine saying, this frivolous action is just the latest of Johnny Depp's repeated efforts to silence Amber Heard. She will not be silenced. Mr. Depp's actions proved he is unable to accept the truth of his ongoing abusive behaviour, while he appears hell-bent on achieving self-destruction. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? This is only a few days after he gave that interview that dominated headlines claiming that he's been blacklisted from Hollywood and is struggling to find work. So he seemingly, I guess this is why he's pursuing it, even though he's had that loss. It blows my mind that one court case can rule in favour of Amber Heard and say, no, 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 it's substantially true and then he can appeal on other grounds in reference to a different interview and then a judge can say that yes he can do it it just doesn't really make sense to me but he just will not let it go and I mean look I'm not here to say who is guilty and who is innocent but I do feel for Amber Heard because she no matter what she does she just cannot escape the story Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. So Paris Hilton has given us a glimpse into what to expect from her upcoming wedding to fiancé Carter Room, and from what she said, it's going to be quite the extravagant affair. So Paris recently appeared on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon and said that for her wedding, she was doing a full-blown three-day kind of party extravaganza, and she was planning to wear about 10 different wedding dresses during the event. And it's understandable why she needs to go all out for her wedding because it's all going to be filmed for her new reality series, Paris in Love. And if there's one thing this lady knows how to do, it's pull together a great storyline for the cameras. So that's all really interesting. But what really struck me kind of watching her go through this interview is this just really short passing comment she made about how she thinks people see her following the release of her very explosive documentary, This is Paris. 
So while she's talking to Jimmy Fallon and kind of explaining why she wants to go all out with this wedding and have it all kind of out there for the public to see via a TV show, is she says, I feel like for my documentary, it ended in a really, you know, and then she kind of trails off making it sound like it ended in a bad way. And so she said, I want my fans to see that I found my Prince Charming and I got a fairy tale happy ending. So the Paris Hilton documentary came out last year and the feedback around it is that it was very much like people were seeing the real Paris Hilton for the first time because the documentary really focused on her time as a teenager when she says she was both emotionally and physically abused for nearly a year while attending the Provo Canyon School in Utah. And something else that came out of the documentary is that she talked a lot about the fact that she had to really create a character of Paris Hilton and went so far as to change her voice so that people would see her as this kind of ditzy, baby-voiced heiress, and that was the character that she used to make her millions. Paris. I feel like the whole world thinks they know me. That's hot. That's hot. Sorry, I'm so used to, like, playing a character that it's, like, hard for me to, like, be normal. No one really knows who I am. I'm always putting on this facade or just like happy, perfect life. Bye-bye. Are you happy? Sometimes. Yeah, I remember this so well. We did a show talking about this documentary and just kind of how groundbreaking it was at the time to really see her kind of reclaim her true identity. And we left that documentary thinking like this is her relaunch back into like entertainment or back into the pop culture as this like serious person. But it's not matching up with like what we're seeing now. Yeah, exactly, because that's what I've really been noticing from this latest publicity tour that she's doing for her new Netflix show, Cooking with Paris, and actually on the Netflix show itself, is that last year the whole narrative was that you know, we were going to see the real side of her. We were going to see this really mature woman with a very deep voice and who was very sensitive and who spent her time at home reading and playing with her dogs and who just wanted to be a mother. And she'd really cemented herself as that was the Paris going forward. But now when you watch her new TV series, Cooking with Paris, she's fully reverted back to that ditzy, blonde, simple life character. So she's using that voice in the documentary. And now that voice and that persona is leaking back into her interviews. Okay. All right, it's we're looking good. Very tan. I feel like you can put the eggs in. I just don't know if I trust you. Do you feel like you're cooking with North? Or is she a better cook than I am? It's definitely just as fun. Yes. Nice. Baby bacons. The funny thing is about this is like even Kim Kardashian in this clip is quite bemused by the fact that she's cannot seem to get her shit together and be able to do like a pretty basic thing and that's kind of the crux of it it's like she I think deep down she probably knows that she can so she's also shocked that she's doing it because it's quite interesting to see them together on one reality tv show because while neither of them are real and the realities that they put forward to the world Kim does skew to more realness than Paris does by comparison. So it was interesting to see her reaction in it because I felt like that was my reaction coming off the back of that documentary that we were talking about. So I wonder why, like why does she have to revert back to this character when she went so hard in the first place to sell us a version of herself that was quote unquote authentic? I'm struggling to kind of make sense of that. 
Yeah, that's really interesting. And I think it comes down to the fact that at the end of the day, Paris Hilton is a businesswoman more than anything else. You know, that's what she really prides herself on. And I don't mean a businesswoman in in the sense that she's doing the actual bookkeeping of her empire. I think that she is just really attuned to the kind of show she needs to put on publicly to make money. And I wonder if she kind of looked at all the interviews that she was doing after that documentary came out. They were all very serious and very somber. And I wondered if she kind of looked ahead to what the next few years of her career was going to look like and wanting to do more TV shows and interviews and be an online personality and thinking that that wasn't a bankable way for her to go anymore, that the more bankable way for her to kind of launch herself back into doing all these reality TV shows because after Cooking with Paris, then she's got the show about her wedding and she's in talks to do more reality TV shows. So it's now in her 40s. She's kind of ramping up for her second act at like really high reality TV stardom. Maybe she's thinking also that there's, you know, the Kardashians of not at the top anymore with their, you know, their Hulu show's not out yet. Maybe she's thinking there's a gap to fill. And maybe she's thinking no one wants to see the sad, serious Paris Hilton who was abused through her teenage years, which I also take a bit of kind of issue with because I feel like just because she did have that serious storyline and she talked about abuse doesn't mean she can't be this frivolous baby talking woman in public, it's like people are saying that that can't exist together and now she's agreeing with them. Oh, no, I think they're fine to exist together. It's just understanding why she's made that choice. And look, she is super smart. She's super savvy. She kind of pioneered this reality world that we're all so engrossed in now. And I think that she probably saw the fact that there is so much, the world is so bleak, so bleak at the moment that She's using what she knows is bankable, but also entertaining. At the end of the day, it's super entertaining. We want to see, you know, the seemingly perfect, beautiful, not not perfect, flawed, but beautiful, rich woman, you know, flail around in a kitchen and laugh at the fact that she's wearing Diamante gloves and using a Diamante spatula with Diamante's like getting melted into her food. But it does make me think of another example where It's hard for the audience to accept that they are playing a character on reality TV. And what it brings to mind is Kristen Cavallari. So, you know, she has always said, I was on the hills. I was on Laguna Beach. I was playing the bitchy character. They wanted that character. I lent into it. That's what got me my paycheck. That's what was entertaining. But in my real life, like, I'm not like that. And we saw that in her reality TV show, a much softer side to her. So, It's hard for us, I think, to rationalise that as people that are watching because I think we're still almost kind of trick ourselves into believing that reality TV is real and how can someone be one way on screen and one way on the other. At the end of the day, like the Paris Hilton that I love is the Simple Life Paris because she's so funny. She's so good at that role. So why not continue that streak that she knows people love? I know. I just think that for celebrities who create these big personas – They don't normally break those in the public eye is what I'm finding a little bit jarring. And again, I know I'm going against my earlier point that you can exist on multiple levels, but I think one of the reasons why some of these interviews that she's doing are quite jarring and even watching Cooking with Paris is quite jarring. It's like, because we had like months and months of this re-education of her saying, that wasn't me. I didn't like being that person. I had to do it for the cameras. I had to put on a voice. I think because she lent so hard into the idea that putting on that character was a bad thing and now she's trotted that character out again 
for a TV show and you're watching her flail around with her celebrity friends cooking, which could probably be a fun thing if it wasn't so tied to what she had tried to escape. That's what I'm kind of, it just feels like there's some uneven footing now with who she's trying to be publicly. I mean, absolutely. There is. When you're looking at it black and white, of course, I just think almost that she's also one of those people that doesn't want to focus on the sad stuff too much and she almost doesn't know how to be herself and not be super serious. So I just honestly think she doesn't actually know how to exist in a world that is herself that's entertaining, which is kind of sad now I'm saying it out loud. Like, And I hope that she isn't listening because that sounds really mean. But I do wonder what side of her we're going to see for her wedding. Like, will we see the serious side or will we see, you know, this woman who is flailing to put together the wedding of her dreams like what is more entertaining yeah exactly it'll be interesting to see what she leans into but I think she will lean into this kind of diva heiress baby voiced woman that it seems to be that she's had to choose a path and that's the one she's chosen because she probably sees more money-making opportunities in that and I think that's the weird thing with all these celebrities who make themselves their brand like anyone who's on reality tv is that everyone wants you to be authentic but then you do have to kind of pick a lane and I think that's when it's easiest like if you look at the Kardashians they are very much I mean maybe they're not like that behind the scenes and I know Kim's tried to re-educate people over the last couple of years that I'm really smart I'm a lawyer I'm compassionate I don't care about material things and there is like a kind of a chain of that through keeping up with the Kardashians but basically it feels like they chose characters and they live those characters both filming the show and also in like their press tours and stuff like that, which is something that the Hills cast, like you were saying, because like Heidi and Spencer Pratt are also now trying to distance themselves. So it's like some people have decided to keep their characters going in the public eye and some people are trying to distance them. And now it's caused a strange, uneven thing where everyone has kind of stepped away from their branding and no one knows what to believe. And I think as we kind of move into this next facet of people being reality TV stars, but also having their own online brands, it's going to make the waters even murkier. And I think Paris Hilton's the first star in that area who's made a strong choice to just pick a lane and stay there. Well, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. And while you're listening, please follow us, leave us a review and let us know what you love about the show. This episode of The Spill was produced by myself, Laura Brodnick, and Madeline Joannou, with audio production also by Madeline Joannou. We'll see you at mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.